Hello and welcome to this new episode of Advancing the Profession with me, Rob Jackson. And those of you who've been listening throughout this first series will know that the whole reason behind starting this podcast is so that I can take a look at more advanced issues in leadership of volunteer engagement, moving beyond the basics of volunteer management practice. And in this episode, I'm going to be investigating the value of learning by going beyond the traditional volunteer management field and the traditional volunteer management career paths and education routes. And I'm really pleased to welcome a colleague of mine from the United States of America today, a guy called Jerome Tenniel. Jerome and I first met on social media probably around 2016, 2017. And then I had the very great pleasure of meeting him face to face for the first time at the National Summit on Volunteer Engagement Leadership in St. Paul, Minnesota, back in 2017, in those lovely days when we could all get into big conference centres and meet with each other face to face. So it's a very warm welcome to you today, Jerome. And for those listeners who don't know you, tell me a little bit about who you are and and the roles that you hold at the moment. Of course, and uh, thank you so much for having me. So I consider myself a social impact professional uh, because a lot of the work that I've done for the greater part of 10 years really is at the intersection of volunteer engagement, uh, environmental sustainability, and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and and where those things intersect. Um, But of course, all of that really to just advance the culture of volunteerism. Currently, my my full-time role is within corporate responsibility. I am the manager of social impact and volunteerism on the social impact team at Marriott International, uh, the hotel company. And in that role, I manage the company's global corporate employee volunteer program. I build strategies, toolkits, guidelines that really help empower and equip associates all across the globe to volunteer in their unique communities. And then also I manage many of our US-based community partners and a lot of the local organizations within the Washington DC area where our headquarters Uh, is based. Um, And then I also support the Ritz-Carlton brand and their team's corporate responsibility program because um, the Ritz-Carlton is one of our 30 brands, but they have a very unique corporate responsibility strategy and program, and and it's called Community Footprints. And then, of course, I, I wear many other hats, but that's my main role. Fantastic. Thanks, Jerome. That's great. And the just the other day, I was interviewing for another episode of this podcast, our colleague Tracy O'Neill from uh, Melbourne in Australia. And Tracy made a really great point as we were talking about uh, one of the great things about our profession and whether we talk about it as volunteer engagement professionals or in a broader sense like you just did is, is that we come from so many different backgrounds and so many different career backgrounds. And that, that adds a real kind of richness to to who we are and and the kind of perspectives that we bring on our profession. And I know from talking to you in the past, your kind of career trajectory into this world was not what one would call a kind of traditional one, not what most people would expect. So can you give us a little bit more about your kind of career background and the journey that got you to this point? Yeah, of course. So most people who know me personally know that when I got into volunteer engagement, it was very much by accident. I would say that I actually started my service career in the military. Um, I served in the U.S. Navy from 2004 to 2012. And here in America, um, you know, we have an all voluntary force, meaning that um, you have to join um, voluntarily. 
and we think of military service as service to the you know to to your nation and after you know my years of military service i looked really hard to find additional purpose in my life you know i became very purpose and duty oriented in my military service and um it was actually in 2012 when i was leaving the military and i accidentally uh, got a job at a, a national uh, 501c3 organization based here in the Washington DC area serving the military community um, and the role that i actually uh, again wound up accepting was as the volunteer coordinator at this uh, at this nonprofit and it was through the the 6 years within the nonprofit sector that I actually became much more passionate uh, about volunteer engagement and it was uh you know through that time that I really I would say dedicated myself to the profession it was a very steep learning curve but i think my my military background um it actually provided me a lot of different skills that i use to to this day um everything from public speaking to um project management and really understanding how tactical level planning affects the strategic goals that you're trying to achieve as an organization and all of those things really i think helped me through my my nonprofit journey before accepting um my current role at Mary International uh which i accepted in 2017 i think that's i mean like you i fell into this career completely by accident but but not coming out of the military from dropping out of uh higher education and university but i think it's really interesting that what some of the things you were reflecting on there from a, a military background i was very fortunate a few years ago to deliver some training very long story so i won't go into it in depth but deliver some training for uh, the three branches of the armed services here in the uk the people who were just about to transition out of military service into civilian life and were interested in a career in the not for profit sector and it was really fascinating to me how the skills that they brought to for example problem solving and strategic planning were very different from how most people perceive the military you know most people think it's you say jump and somebody else says how high rather than that whole kind of planning and and strategic leadership and taking people with you on a mission in literal terms and and it's interesting that, that my first kind of brush up against that came when in 2000 over here there was a big push by the then Tony Blair led government around volunteering and they did a big event at Wembley Arena in London and one of the main keynote speakers for that was General Colin Powell who had fairly recently retired as yeah. chairman of the joint chiefs of staff in the US and was talking about this so i think people undervalue the expertise and the perspective that people coming out of the military can bring into volunteer management and into non-profit management i would agree with that and i think a, a part of that challenge is not understanding how the specific skills and the acumen that you that you build through military service translate to other sectors whether that be for profit corporations or the non-profit sector and when we met for the first time in in 2017 it was in that i'm sure you remember it in that cafeteria at Hamlin University in St Paul where we held quite an informal event with Eliza Kasarin and others where we were thinking about kind of what does career success look like for people working in volunteer engagement and it was a really interesting discussion and I know both you and I got a lot out of that and we've kind of picked that thread up in the past so I suppose what I'd love for you to talk a little bit about is why you think it's important for people who are working in 
volunteer engagement roles of all different kinds to maybe look beyond our field for career development and how we can learn from other sectors in in the way that we go about developing ourselves as professionals? Of course, and um, I'm going to take this in two different directions. Um, I think first and foremost, as volunteer engagement professionals, we wear many hats. Um, And because of that, you know, we, you know, we have to understand internal and external communication, we have to understand marketing, uh, social media, we have to understand public speaking, we have to be able to uh, build relationships and do strategic planning, right? There's there's a whole gamut of things that that we are responsible for in our positions. And unfortunately, I think we end up learning a lot of those skills through trial and error, right? It's really hard to be an expert at all of those things. And so I think we we end up doing all of those. And I think it's oftentimes it requires us to seek development from those who are actually subject matter experts in all of those different hats that we have to wear just so that we can do our job at an expert level as volunteer engagement professionals. And so I think that's one aspect of it, right, is learning from true subject matter experts in all of the areas where we have to understand and and be competent at. But I think the other part of that too is um, when I think of career development, I often see that our profession, it it oftentimes caps out at like a manager or director role. Um, Very rarely do you make it beyond director to a VP of volunteer engagement. And so you don't have as much influence, right? You're you're not necessarily a, um, a gatekeeper. And so I think sometimes we have to leave the profession or think about developing our career trajectory, if you will, into another position where we have greater influence. And sometimes I think that requires that we actually leave our field so that we can better support those in our field, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it, what, what I find fascinating about that is for as long as I've been in the field, the idea that people leave volunteer management, as we used to call it, to go on and do other things in the, in the nonprofit sector or whatever sector we're working in was always seen as a, as a kind of weakness, as if coming into volunteer management was just a, it was something people did because you could get into it without any entry requirements. And then you'd maybe get your foot in the door of an organization and you'd leave and go somewhere else. And, and kind of some of what you're talking about there is actually saying that, that that's a strength, really, because if people take those values of volunteerism and service and the knowledge that they've got of volunteer engagement and apply it in different roles and climb up a career ladder that maybe is hard for us to reach in volunteer engagement, then we can ultimately have more influence that shapes a positive environment for volunteering. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, it, it's funny that you 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 say it like that. I was having a conversation with somebody, and I remember um, this was just uh, just a few months ago. And I remember they said, you know, when you become successful, don't forget about the little. Remember sitting there thinking about it, and my response was. I am that little person. Like I was the volunteer coordinator at the lowest bottom rung on the totem pole for a national organization that had 150 employees. I was that little person. 
who started off at the lowest possible level with zero influence. And I never forget that. And it shapes the, the work that I do now. And it shapes how I interact with volunteer engagement professionals in the nonprofit sector in my current role in, in corporate responsibility, right? So, but now I have, I have a different stage and a different platform where I can think through my programming in a way that is, that is um, more positive for nonprofit partners, because I have felt that stress that I've felt that, that, that the lack of control, if that makes sense. And so I think about all these things now because I've, I've been there and it makes me much more empathetic in how I create programming. One of the things that always amazes me that we, we don't do as much as maybe we should as volunteer engagement professionals is that we, we don't actually don't have to wait around to get the executive director or the chief exec or the, the VP job to be in a position of influence. Because what we can do is we can go and volunteer and be a board member at another organization that involves volunteers and use our professional expertise to help shape a more positive culture of volunteer engagement over there. And I regularly recommend to people in my influencing workshops that you should, you know, you should buddy up with somebody in the same city or the same county or the same district as you and, and go join each other's boards to create a more positive environment for volunteer engagement. So through through the acts of volunteering, we can be doing some of these things. We don't have to wait for it in terms of our paid professional career. So what I'm really interested to know, Jerome, then, is, is from because you've had that those kind of that mix of experience and you've taken that move from being traditional kind of volunteer engagement professional volunteer manager and you've gone over into your your now much more focused CSR roles and you've seen things from both sides I'd love to get a sense from you of what you think about when you think about advanced learning for leaders of volunteer engagement what does advanced learning mean for you and for your, from your experience for the listeners out there who are maybe in a similar role to the one that you did before what advice and insights can you give them in how they can go about getting more advanced in their practice and their learning to either help them in profess in volunteer uh, progress in volunteer engagement or move on in the kind of career development paths we've been talking about yeah and i'm i'm so glad you asked that so there are a few different things that i do i read a lot and i read a lot on subject matter that orbits the work that i do but has very little to do with actually engaging volunteers. And I think this past year has been one of those exercises, um, you know, of course, here in the United States, and I think more broadly across the globe, you know, the idea of like diversity, equity, and inclusion, as it pertains to every aspect of your life and your your professional uh your, your professional roles and, and the institutions that you're part of, you know, that has become much more front and center. And so that's a, certainly a topic I've made a greater effort to like read more about. Uh, and that's just one subject matter. But I think reading about issues and subjects that you don't generally, that you don't generally practice, I think is incredibly, I think it's incredibly helpful because it, it gives you a different perspective. I think learning from people who are subject matter experts in their specific professions outside of volunteer engagement, I think is critical for what we do. I think one of the things that I 
I often see that I have generally steered away from is um, learning about subjects like communication and marketing and social media, but from other volunteer engagement professionals who have had to learn that. It's almost like a case of the blind leading the blind. And so I think if we are going to be better at all of those, those skills that we have to possess, like we have to learn that from people whose entire role is that. Yeah. Um, you know, working now at a, at a global company, I have been exposed to so many different professions, so many different skills. And these people are true subject matters, uh, true subject matter experts in whatever role they're doing. And that's what they have like dedicated their entire life to. Those are the people that I need to learn from um, because those are the people who will eventually provide the skill set that I need to just be able to do my job competently. When you were talking about that in terms of books, any any recommendations, anything that you, uh, any particular authors or stuff that's really struck you, either when you were mentioning about, you know, the, the reading around diversity, equity and inclusion or anything else that you think, you know, listeners to this podcast would really benefit from if they're volunteer engagement professionals by reading such and such a book that's completely out of the, the, the field, probably, of their awareness. Yeah, I, I have a couple of recommendations for sure. And I think these are things that are incredibly even like transferable just to our day-to-day lives. So one, one book that I think has been incredibly helpful for me just in the work that I do on a daily basis, it's called um, uh, Subtle Acts of Exclusion, How to Understand, Identify, and Stop Microaggressions. It's, a, it's an incredibly easy read. I think I read this book. It's about 150-ish pages. I read it uh, in just a few days. Um, and it was it was really engaging. But everything that I read in that book is, it's like immediately transferable in not just my professional realm, but even in like the work that I do personally, um, because it's really focused on creating environments that are much more uh, inclusive. And when you're engaging people, as often as we do as volunteer engagement professionals, that specific book to me is like, there are tidbits in there that are like applicable every single day. I, I mean, it's great to hear. I've always been a huge fan of, of kind of going on, going outside of our immediate field. And I, I've got a, probably like a lot of people, a massive stack of books sitting on my desk of, of things that I want to read. And I don't think a single one of them is a volunteer management book. You know, the one that I think for me, the author for me, that's really been incredibly powerful in developing my thinking over the last few years is um, Adam Grant from Wharton Business School in Philadelphia. Mm. And, and his books, uh, particularly his book, Give and Take, about kind of the way, whether or not people are kind of wired as givers or takers or somewhere in between. It's not written for volunteer engagement professionals. It's not written for the nonprofit sector, but there is so much in there that can expand and deepen our practice that it's incredibly powerful. So I think that that learning around the subject without thinking about coming at it from a volunteer engagement perspective, so, so powerful. I would agree with that. And, you know, and this is going to sound incredibly arrogant, but 
I actually don't own any books written by volunteer engagement professionals uh, precisely for the reason that you share. Um, there are there are so many different things that we have to be smart about, and they're all applicable to engaging volunteers, but, the, but they're all subject matter that we have to understand and be competent with. But but a lot of the books that I'm reading are from are from authors who are subject matter experts in building relationships, uh, communicating, um, you know, uh, doing things like making more, um, you know, uh, equitable and diverse workplaces. Right. And and all these things are incredibly applicable to volunteer engagement. But none of these books have been written by volunteer engagement professionals. And I won't, as as a volunteer engagement professional who's written two books, I won't take offense at the fact that you don't own any of them. But I absolutely agree with you. I completely agree. And we made a purposeful decision when we did, me and my co-authors, when we did the complete volunteer management handbook a couple of years ago, that this the audience for this book was people who've just been handed responsibility for volunteers and have never had to work with a volunteer before. For me, I agree when you want to get into, you know, how do we expand our thinking about volunteer recruitment? then where you go to is you go to marketing and you go to stuff that Seth Godin writes and you go to stuff that, you know, Clay Shirky wrote about building communities online together and all of those kinds of things. That's really where I I think the core learning comes from. And if we can lift our heads out of the kind of day to day and make some of those connections externally, we can even get that through mentoring from colleagues in other fields as well, rather than it always just being about volunteer managers mentoring other volunteer managers. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and that sort of, it takes me back to something that I wrote about silos. Like we need to bust up the silos that I think we often create within our profession. And I think that's a part of it, right? Uh, seeking, uh, seeking subject matter expertise from others outside of our field, or even working outside of our field to change the perception of volunteer engagement outside of our, our initial silos, right? I, I think that there's a certain, um, you know, there's a certain I don't want to say a stigma, but there's a certain perception of what it is to engage volunteers or the value of volunteers. And it's oftentimes the way that others outside the field perceive our field is oftentimes very different. And those people are oftentimes the ones who are influencing the work that we're doing. And so we have to, we have to like bust up our own silos. And, and I think a part of that is is expanding outside of our um, our own circles and our own networks. Look, Jerome, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really, it's, I always find it interesting and, and fascinating to talk to you. I think you've you've got a, a very unique perspective on our field and you're very generous in sharing that perspective, not only in a way that uh, gets people to think, but in really kind of challenging people in the sector and shaking up their thinking. And I know as somebody who's worked in the field for for 27 years now, there's a handful of people who who write blogs and articles and stuff like that who really challenge my thinking and and you're definitely part of that handful and I and I thank you for not only your time to to talk with me today but also for that ongoing writing and thought leadership that you give to our sector how can people find out more about your writing how can they get in touch with you if if they want to get in touch and and connect and learn a bit more about you and your work 
Uh, they can go to my website. It's uh, jerometenniel.com. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, you know, if you're not online, then you don't exist. And so um, I think folks can find me um, even on LinkedIn or um, other various social media platforms. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Jerome. Really appreciate it. I'm sure people are going to get a kick out of this episode of Advancing the Profession. And uh, hopefully it won't be too long before... Um, we can maybe sit down in a cafeteria in a, in a university somewhere in the States and have another face-to-face conversation. So thank you for being on Advancing the Profession. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, I too hope that we can uh, convene in person um, in the near future.